welcome back to another episode of the Facts and Furious, where we are 10 out of 2 and ready to give you a rundown of the day. <laughs> Not 10 out of 2. 10 out of 2. 10 and 2. <laughs> what does that mean? How could we mean? What does we're 10 out of 2 mean? <laughs> we're so good at 10 out of 2. It's I meant as in it's like you know you got your hands at ten and two when you're ready to drive. Oh, right, driving reference. Oh yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> okay, but we could be ten out of two. To be fair, that's very positive of you. So let's be both. <laughs> right, we'll do we'll do that again. Right, welcome back to another. Ah, that was nice. way too much. Way too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Welcome back to another episode of the Facts and Furious, where our hands are at 10 and 2, and we are ready to give you a rundown of the latest and greatest automotive news, accompanied by our often furious take from the Petrolhead's perspective. Your two hosts are myself, Hetesh, and also James. Woohoo! In today's podcast, we will be covering the UK's government invests money in tech to catch cars with illegal loud, illegally loud exhausts. Hatesh takes a reading lesson. I do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> need one of those. <laughs> so uh, you might need a doctor to treat that burn. I'm sorry, Hatesh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't know what to come back to with that. Oh, my brain's halfway dead. Right, never mind. Moving on. And a one-off car by Mercedes-AMG for Will I Am. Bug splatter is no longer a problem for our cars, but what is the drawback? and increasing road repair costs are also having an impact on our car insurance. And to round off the show, we'll have a look at our mystery car of the week as picked by myself. And a hint to get you started is that it's regarded as the gentleman's hot hatch of choice. Audi S3. No, it isn't. Damn it. Before ending with an incredibly non-specific any other business. I'm glad you didn't get that car, James, because it's been <laughs> way too many times where you picked me up. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'm gonna... I look forward to the clues on that at the end of the show. Oh, me too. Uh, I'm hoping you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, um, on, on the subject of hot hatches, I have some sad news to tell you. Um, Go on, James, break it to me. Red Haboob, which is a car I recently uh, acquired, slash purchased, slash sold a kidney for, um, was a hot hatch, and it was... I hadn't really... I'd, I'd, I'd told Hetesh... I'd, let, I'd not told you for ages, had I, what it was, because we were no. hoping to meet for a, for a good... Uh, a reunion. Um, but Hatesh has never actually seen it or been in it, but it's now it's officially going back to the garage. The problems it's having are they're not they can't well they're not they can't fix them, but I'm, I've got to the point where the time and effort and money I'm putting into them not fixing it, I, um, I've just drawn a line in the sand. So you will never get a ride in Red Bull. <laughs> 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 oh, I know I'm, I'm disappointed because I was really looking forward to having that reunion. Um, and just going for a hoon around the peaks or the lakes or yeah, the Yorkshire I mean, Moors. That's one of them. <laughs> I, I, I too am disappointed because it, it took me ages to pick, and I'm fairly sure there's a lot of petrol heads out there who can relate to this, but it took me ages to pick the, the car that I, I really wanted. I, I, and, it, and it just ticked all the boxes. Um, yeah. But it, for reference, it was a Peugeot 208 GTI by Peugeot Sport. Um, so it just had you know, LSD, big brakes, sticky tyres small yeah. and lightweight because i prefer that um in a car rather than going big and heavy um, yeah you know, i think was, it, was, it, was... it was interesting for me as well actually because it was never i don't think it's a car i would have ever really considered but i think hearing about it from you and then 
you were telling me about all the cool things it comes with. I was like, you know what? Actually, it does sound like the ultimate sort of hot hatch if you I'm... want a good runaround as well. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, and also one of the things I'd heard about the Peugeot 208 in general was the eye cockpit. So yeah. with the smaller steering wheel, not being able to see the dials and having a duff infotainment system. But I was just using a smartphone mirroring the entire time. So that wasn't, like, the infotainment wasn't really an issue. It had separate heating and cooling controls, unlike some Peugeots, which are built into the screen. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't find a problem at all with the small steering wheel and seeing the dials. But I, I sit yeah. as low as I physically can. Uh, I'm about, I'm, I tell people I'm six foot, but I'm, probably, <laughs> I'm not quite six foot. All right. but, You've been but lying yeah. to me, James. <laughs> yeah, so I, <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm definitely six foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed that it's going. To, but the other thing is, I, I realized where you went wrong. What? You, you picked a Persian. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I desperately didn't want that to be true, but maybe it is. Maybe it is the the rumors are true. <laughs> but they're they're moving. Peugeot are moving up market. They are they are doing a push to become more premium. I think the the, the oh. five hundred eight estate in yep. the engineered by Peugeot Sport version. I'm sure it, it can be like fifty six grand, if, it, depending on your options. They, they do they do some not not very cheap cars now, but like the reviews of them suggest that. They're probably worth it. Right. So even after your experience, with uh, sorry, how many car miles does this did this car have? Uh, how many miles? Yes. It done about sixty thousand miles, and it was what, okay. Five years old. So it lived a fairly average life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's James Wilson's story. <laughs> no, in terms of you know, twelve thousand miles a year is that. Would you consider that to be average? Yeah, well, well actually, it's probably maybe it... on the top end, actually. Yeah, I think the average now for a UK driver is something like seven, seven or eight thousand miles now. But I, I think it's probably dragged down by the fact people have more cars now, don't they? Rather than people are doing less miles as a household. I'd imagine that back in the day when you just had one car, that like eventually between four family members. <laughs> yeah, between four family members. Now you might have two or three cars, and yeah. collectively you might do that twelve thousand miles a year. Yeah. So actually, mm, yeah. But I did, I did, when I was trying to find out some of the problems with it, I was, and I'm, I'm surprised none of this came up when I was first looking into it, but there was just, just that the feedback was, yeah, Peugeot, the 208, the, the previous generation came at a time when Peugeot was really trying to push up market, but certain components of the 208 uh, weren't really quite there. So they're not really known for being very reliable. Um, yeah. And I had the white, the white ones are known for just for blistering really badly. Uh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And my dad had one that needed, but it needed a full respray, basically. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say the internet is a wonderful thing. You can only find things when you don't need them, or when you start <laughs> looking for them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, on that depressing news, before I burst into tears and wallow in self-pity. Okay. To... One important question before we move on: okay. Did it have a fruity exhaust? Um, not really. It wasn't. It, it was. It was fruitier than your normal car. But it wasn't too loud that like you are annoying neighbours or I would I wish there was a few more uh, maybe a bit more on overrun maybe the odd pop or bang but it, it didn't really ever do that because yeah. of the problems it had I never really got to properly put it through its paces for fear of damaging it more ah uh, uh, right yeah yeah because so, yeah you wanted to get that full refund in case anything goes wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it wasn't at first. I didn't. At first, I wanted them to repair it because I, I like the car. 
yeah. like the way it looked, like the way it drove, as far as I could tell. Um, but yeah, so so no, it didn't. But good question. Is that um, with that you? That is. It's going to lead us right into our first story. So You'll be glad that it didn't do any pops and bangs after this story. first story which is um that the writing could be on the wall for straight through pipes and other extrovert exhaust systems as the government has announced a three thousand three thousand a three hundred thousand pound investment <laughs> in noise detection investment <laughs> three thousand pounds guys that's what we're gonna put into it <laughs> they bought one <laughs> no unfortunately they spent a bit more than that <laughs> so three hundred can, can i just ask a question hetesh has this got you sweating in your sleep because i know you like a fruity exhaust um, it would have if I still had my other cars, but you, actually, no, even, but the thing is I had to be sensible and I had to stick on uh, a sports cat instead, which is actually road legal because it, it's yeah. got a cat in, uh, but previously when it was completely decatted, I think I would have been sweating, but yeah. on the other hand, I mean, I'll, I'll run through this in a bit, but the, the, we're only expecting, I think, these sensors, sorry, not sensors, but these microphones to be popped around sort of your inner city areas anyway, which is where I would g- I don't generally... think these can be microphones, you know. Are they not? I mean, if they're detecting noise, surely it's yeah. some sort of microphone. But here's a question for you, Atesh. If they're detecting noise, how will they let anyone know who it is? Yeah. I'll, I'll run through the story. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a combination, isn't it? It's it's not just a microphone the, the, only. It's, there must it's... be some way of it recording because they've not really detailed that, how the tech works, which I no. guess is so that people can't find ways to work around it. But you'd assume if they're planning to catch people, there must be some way of going. Oh yeah, that's too noisy. Oh yeah, those are their details. Let's ping them off to someone. Yeah, send them up to the boys in blue. Somebody, somebody's going to walk around town with some sponges and then shove them down whatever this microphone is or whatever this is yeah. somebody's gonna pick up on it i think it's it'll be i think worrying especially for supercar owners i think that's especially like your lamborghinis and so on where our stock they're loud so is yeah. this is this a blank well i'll run through the story and then we'll probably just okay, yeah. jump I'll, in I'll try not to interrupt i'm sorry no that's fine Right. The funding was revealed by the Department for Transport as part of a trial of the latest tech. Um, so it's not quite in deployment stages, but we will be there soon, I reckon. Um, there will be four areas across England and Wales that the equipment is being tested in, and MPs are being invited to put forward their constituencies. I'm going to definitely write to your MP and be like, please, could you put one outside this specific house? You know what? I have to say, the, the mayor for... <laughs> Manchester, he's pretty chilled. I'd like to think, Andy Burnham, please don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But hopefully, yeah, that doesn't happen because uh, it would uh, be very bad news for my cars and motorbikes. But I think I think you'll be fine because, like you say, when you because when you bought your three fifty, there were no cats on it. But you've you've put cats on it, and your other cars are stock for the exhaust. So if like the manufacturers yeah. have to adhere to these rules when they make the vehicles. So I don't, I don't think, I think it's for people where they're putting straight through pipes on, or they've got like dustbin lid exhausts. I, th- I think those are the people that this is going after. It is, but then at the same time, when you 
the, the whole idea is that it's supposed to combat noise pollution. But why should it be one rule for someone who wants a straight pipe? Because that, I'm not going to get into the argument of, because you know, what's bad for the... No, no, sorry. No, in terms of... I'm, I'm thinking of just purely noise levels rather than pollution. Yeah, there so, are li- you, can't, you, you can't be as noisy as you want. But then you've got supercars such as Lamborghinis and your Ferraris that without... Sorry, with stock exhaust, they are yeah. loud. Um. And in yeah. some cases, they'll be just as loud as a car that's been decatted. But that's only when you're, you're flooring it and going at full chat, which I'd argue that in towns and villages and, and city centres, like you're doing 30 tops. You know, how, yeah. how noisy is it really going to be? Actually, there must be videos out there of someone who's done a comparison of your hot hatch that you hear sort of going down the road doing pops and bangs versus a V12 driving down the road, and then we need to compare what those decibel figures would look like because I don't think they'll be too far off. Possibly not, but again, I'd, I'd go back to, like, in towns and cities, you, you shouldn't really be doing, you shouldn't really be, like, no, pops and bangs be. up to 30. If you're doing pops and bangs, you're probably doing something stupid anyway. Actually, that's a fair point, yeah. But we'll we'll, we'll hear more about this new <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, trials of this news, uh, sorry, news noise detection system was actually previously announced in 2019, and it's actually part of an ongoing trial. Um, so we'll I don't probably... know why, Hatesh, but when you said trials of the a news detection, I was thinking, I was imagining you stood on the street, someone picking up a newspaper, like news. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear the news? <laughs> news. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how well that would pay, but I definitely chip in a pound a month to see you do that. <laughs> uh, that's my new side hustle. <laughs> so, if the podcast doesn't work out, you'll find me on the street corner shouting <laughs> news at people. <laughs> well, they might be interested, especially if they've got pops and bangs. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. Give them a word of warning. Um, now, it is thought that the system will actually automatically detect um, when a vehicle is breaking the legal noise limit. Uh, and that's, I guess, falling back onto what I was saying before. Um, it would be interesting to see how this, well, whether the data that they then pick up, are they going to compare it against what a stock uh, car of that model should be sounding like? Yeah, because it's weird, isn't it? Like, if you were to take a big speaker, park it underneath, underneath one of these, whatever the system is, and just like, YouTube reel of VTech Pro, whether or not, like, what would it, would it get confused? Yeah. Would it be trying to send out... Uh, fines to all the Type R owners out there. Hundred percent. It's it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Because there there are so many ways that you could actually just you could see it not working. Yeah. Um, yeah. But because well, it's still in early trial stages, which but it will eventually, unfortunately, make its way over to the roads of the UK. If it works. If it works. But actually, th- there's another side to it. We're, there's a there's been a major shift towards electric vehicles, so can we really expect this to be successful? And is it really worth the government really spending the you know the stupid amounts of money that they will trying to um, limit roid it? noise? Roid noise. Roid noise. Is that when, is that when you're taking your roids? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> I'm loving where your brain's at today. By the way, Hector, it's running um, on three hours of sleep. <laughs> Good question though about the electric cars because yeah you go if 
people, especially in inner cities where there's a lot of low emissions, there's a push for low emissions, isn't there? And or zero emission zones. If these systems are primarily going to benefit those areas, then what's the point? But uh, I would maybe guess, well, not guess, but I'd think that over the next few years, if we do go down the electric car route, and that is definitely the, the way everyone's pushed, yeah. then the people left over driving petrol cars and diesel cars will, would, I would imagine, become increasingly just petrol heads and people who do it for the uh, because they want to rather than they have to. Yeah. So will those people then be, will you just have... 99% of the population quietly zipping around while someone is bouncing off the red line in their uh, Audi S3 or yeah. RS3 actually let's not let's not let's not go half cut <laughs> let's go full fat full fat yeah yes but I, yeah that's an interesting point yeah, especially because... as, as like you say the technology is not there yet so if yeah. it's 5 10 years away from being properly implemented yeah because it, it, the idea was that this was going to help police sort of enforce noise limits but what's the point if you know, if if the guy with the VTEC um, <laughs> car is going to be blasting it around and you can hear it anyway from a mile away. So, you know, it, why can't cops just stick to the traditional, do we call it traditional way of sort of detecting whether a car has a loud exhaust or not, which is just listed for one? I think the problem with that is police can issue uh, penalty charge notices or fixed, fixed charges. I'm not sure which one it is. But they like collecting the evidence is difficult. Like they would have to be sat there recording it. And yeah. Um, whereas this system, but it's like people speeding. Like a police, if a police person sees you hammering it through town centre at forty-eight, but they might surely, if your car's not loud enough to get their attention, that means it's fine. Maybe. Probably. And and at that point, you go, well, this is this just a bit of a money-making scheme that they're going to catch people. Right on the edge. It's it's a Maybe. waste of taxpayers' money. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> so, I I I reckon there's a lot of taxpayers out there who aren't really petrol heads who get woken up at two in the morning by someone hooning around. I would I would have said Citroen Saxo a few years ago, but it's probably a bit beyond that now, isn't it? But yeah, <laughs> hooning around in, in whatever their their modified car is. I feel like they're going to would... go back to the RS3. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe RS3, RS3 you know, just just basically louder, sportier cars that yeah. would support something like this, uh, and maybe that maybe that's more of, of where the application for this technology is. Maybe it's not going to be as widespread as speed cameras. Maybe they're going. There's say twenty hotspots in the UK where, yeah, there's you know there's always people. I mean, I think you've you've got a quote from Grant Grant. I can't say his name. Is it Saps or Shaps? Shaps. I know. I always call uh, call them Grant Schnapps, uh, but th that's alcohol. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's I'd love it if that's what his mates called him. No, <laughs> Shaps. <laughs> What's your favourite drink? Never, uh, yeah, never found without a bottle in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he, he, I do have a quote from him. So. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's featured way too many times on here. It's just uh, he's, he, he, he does get him. a lot of shouts out, shout out on this shout outs on this podcast, doesn't he? Do you reckon we should charge him? <laughs> yes, but in bottles of schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So a quote from him actually was: "For too long, rowdy rowdy rowders, rowdy drivers have been able to get away with disturbing our communities with illegal, noisy vehicles." It's time we clamp down on this nuisance, banish the boy racer, and restore peace and quiet to local streets. 
I mean, love that, it. I, I feel like yeah. so <laughs> we're gonna banish the boy racers, <laughs> right? Cool. The the thing with that is, I find that a when when people in government or in authorities put out quotes like that, it's like right. So taking away a few noisy exhausts is gonna restore peace and peace and quiet to our local streets. Then there'll be no other problems causing loud loud disturbances, but. Um, Clearly, noise I, pollution or sorry, loud exhaust are the biggest problem to society. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest here, Hetesh. I am not against the idea. Also, that means I guess I am for an <gasps> idea. Um, putting up in places where there are problems in in town centres and city centres. Absolutely, I think that if there's a if there's problem places, really, like you shouldn't be doing that. And I, I know that goes against maybe what some petrol heads will think, but I just think that there's just no need when there is the entire countryside, racetracks, you know, car events yeah. and stuff, when you can go and do that. And also, like, if you're doing it at the crack of dawn, like, you know most people are in bed. You see, I'd, okay, I, I agree with certain places around town, for example. I don't agree with the crack of dawn idea. I, I think that's just a problem that... Unfortunately, it's inevitable. If if somebody has that car that they will hoon around in, okay, you know, don't get me wrong. Like my car was loud, and yes, at the crack of dawn, I would turn it on because I needed to get into work. But that was because it was my only vehicle that I could have, really. And well, uh, are you talking about your old Mazda MX Five here? Yes, but that had an illegal exhaust system on it. It did. <laughs> but that's where the problem came from. Yeah. Um, but is that, but then the, the, you've got people with Mustangs or V8s, that, you know, some of the classics that will be loud inevitably, and you, you can't get over that. No, um, classic cars, granted, is a problem, but newer cars that are really loud tend to have a, the active valves, don't they, in the exhaust, so they can at least be quieter when they start. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not. I mean, still, still, it doesn't take much, does it, if you're living in a, on a on a busy road, if your neighbour's got even the slightest bit of a, a fun car, you'll you'll hear it in your sleep, won't you? Yeah. Um, I, if if somebody was let's see revving their, t- I was going to say, yeah, re- basically revving the tits out of their exhaust uh, ooh, <laughs> yeah, or <a> car. <laughs> we're going explicit. Now. We're going I thought ex- about it. <laughs> um, if if they were sort of doing that every morning, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. That, that at that point it's a problem but if they're just simply turning it on yes it's loud but they're driving off i don't really see the problem with it if they've got a legal like if the car is fine and legal then there isn't a problem because it could be it could just be let's say if somebody that's somebody's project car and somebody's turned it on in their back garden surely there's nothing you can do at that point no but that's different isn't it if it's the if it's a project car like yeah. then I wouldn't expect someone to get up at half seven, turn it on, and be fet- and tinkering with it. Yeah, fair enough. Unless they've got a track day to get to. Well, they're not tinkering with it at that point, are they? But if I, okay, yeah. You, so you like, I, I feel like we're going to end up in an endless battle here of me saying I think it's fair enough to say people. I, I agree in, in, in certain areas like town because when you talked about town, there was one area around Manchester where I used to go around to my friends and they lived right next to this tunnel in the centre of town. And every night, yeah, pretty much every night, 7pm onwards, you'd always get people just sort of blasting down that tunnel just yeah. to hear the exhaust. So good, I could, 
<laughs> maybe once or twice <laughs> but it was areas like those where i can completely agree something like this would be beneficial but maybe 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 you've just touched it maybe that that's the the point maybe these systems that won't, won't no don't there don't need to be 24 hours maybe it's between certain say, hours half nine and 7 a.m these systems will run yeah um because like you say, I mean, part of the problem you'll have in cities as well is the sound will bounce off the buildings. Oh, 100%. Yeah, this this area that I'm trying to describe. So it was a tunnel with several um, sort of apartment blocks surrounding it. So oh, okay. it was loud. Okay. So I think we I think we bottom, bottom out this story. Would you be for this, Hetesh, or would you be against it? Against it, 100%. <laughs> okay, I think I'd be for it, but in... In in bless you, bless you again. Yeah, that was a big sneeze. I'm glad I, I heard it on your other microphone. <laughs> oh, what you heard it on the oh, on the thing that's recording? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure I heard something. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry about that. I was sneezing. I was saying, yeah, I'd, I'd be for it, uh, pending more information on how they plan to deploy it and how and how extensive the deployment is. Because, like you say, at a certain point, it's a waste of money. Really, what benefit are people getting? Yeah. Okay. Let the people so story hoon. number. Ooh. Hey. Let the people hoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, story number two. Yes, let's go on to that. So this is a completely different type of story. So Mercedes has revealed a one-off sports car that's been created in collaboration with the Black Eyed Peas founder Will I Am. Yeah. So it's based. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> so popular. <laughs> Do you know why? Because. Uh, last week, before this car came out, the Mercedes yeah. had this whole sort of um, big reveal, sort of sign up to this to hear about the flip or whatnot. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. And I decided to sign up and I was disappointed. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah. So this this model is called the flip. Uh, and so basically it's, it's based on an AMG amg gt4 door but it only has two doors um but and they've not actually confirmed the exact model on which it's based on so we don't really know the performance because they haven't said what the what engine it what engine's going in it um but uh and it, of all people west coast customs were the people enlisted to to help do the modifications to the car and i haven't heard west coast customs name in ages yeah oh, i used to love it as a you know you want to be a player but your yeah. wheels ain't fly you gotta head out south to get a pimped out ride. You've got to pimp my ride. I don't know why I'm doing that. No, that's the right. Is that the wrong one? No, pimp my ride. Is it the same people? I always get confused. I always saw West Coast customer completely different to pimp my no, no. ride. They did West Coast customs did pimp my ride, and then I think they had their own show off the back ah, of that. Ah, right, got it. But I, I had the Wii game of pimp my ride. <laughs> It was, I must say it was fair, it, you know, it was entertaining, but it, I don't think it's going to go down as one of the classics. But yeah, I used to love that the stuff that they could do with a bit of fiberglass and plywood. Damn. Uh, well, it turns out they're still doing it. Well, the thing is that when they used to get to open up the boot and they'd be like, we put in 15 speakers and two TVs. You know, like, oh, that's good. Where do I put my shopping? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like we've moved, moved past that stage, but they're very much still in that market of high-end or sorry custom cars for yeah celebrities really well so so um 
the claim is that one of the main motivations for this project of making the flip was that it, it, the project is su supposed to support disadvantaged students as any money made from the project will go to Will I Am's I Am Angel Foundation, um, which looks to promote careers in science, technology, engineering, arts and maths. So the, the STEMs. Um, right. Don't, they haven't really detailed how they're expecting to make money from it. I don't know if they're planning on selling the car, but they haven't really mentioned a price or if it's going to be auctioned off anywhere. I was going to say, because I got the impression that this is a custom card that they've done for Will I Am. Yeah, it's, uh, they, they, I don't oh. think they've been clear enough on this. Does that mean he's selling it to himself? Yeah, £10 <laughs> deal, John. Look yes. at me supporting disadvantaged kids. <laughs> and it's his own charity as well. So... <laughs> Tax break, that's what this is. That's a, yeah, you know what? It does sound like it, doesn't it? Uh, but I get, I'm going to try, try and describe the car because, but we will, we'll put photographs up or photos. We'll put pictures up on Instagram. But basically, I think it looks more like the standard AMG GT than the four door. So, but at the front, what they've done is they've, they've, it's basically a G-Wagon front end, isn't it? That they've they've used it looks like G-Wagon yes. lights and more of an angle angled squared off front. But then as you move towards like the back, once you get to the end of the bonnet, then it becomes more like a your typical AMG GT. That is um, such a good description because I was trying to figure out in my head how would I describe this to someone. But actually you're so right. A, a G-Wagon if, if G-Wagon was its own brand and yeah. they were to make a saloon or a sports car, this is that. Yeah. And and there are, there are a couple of you know neatish features. Um, it's got rear hinged doors, which are kind of Rolls Royce esque. It's got a, a logo, which which is basically a cartoon bear with a Mercedes with the Mercedes uh, three pointed star in it. Which I think the bear is supposed to represent Williams Bear Witness logo. Yes, I was going to um, say yeah. And and the wheels look a bit like. Do you remember the old AMG wheel design, which were quite. Um, I think they were five spoke as well, and they might. I, I think from memory they're called something like monoblock, but I could yeah. be wrong there. Um, I'm pretty that, sure that's, that's right. Yeah, that's the wheels. That's that's the kind of wheels it's got on. But they haven't shown the rear end, and they haven't shown the interior. Although I think the car's getting a full reveal um, at the Miami Grand Prix. But it's yeah. It. I I'm not gonna lie. I think it's awful. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm completely on board. With that description of awful, um, <laughs> because I, it it's not, and I'm glad. That, I mean, maybe this is the reason why they're only doing it as a one-off. <laughs> because it's awful. It could be. It, uh, yeah. Um, one thing that I can't quite work out, and because they've not really shown anything about it, but so the car's called the Flip, uh, and they they have said that the so like the the bonnet apparently. I think from the way they're describing it, it can flip up, but it, it's not very clear. So, I was going to say, is it flip up in terms of how a, your, you know, a Datsun 240Z bonnet flips up, you know, What's where it's it? hinged from? Because it does actually, when you look through the pictures, it does look like as if it's hinged from the back and then pivoted it, oh, from it, the it front. Is. So, so the, on one of the stories, it says the clamshell bonnet has a central crease that splits into over the glass roof. But I can't see how, based on the pictures, that that's splitting in two. But then yeah. we're still waiting, I guess, on more pictures, aren't we? To really yeah, I, I, I would have thought if you'd launched a car called the Mercedes Flip and whether that flipping feature is one of the <laughs> defining points. 
you'd have a video of it. But maybe we're missing something. Maybe it's something to do with... Maybe um, the flip is referring to a hand gesture <laughs> that pops yeah, out. Yes. <laughs> or they're going to bring out another model with the famous French shoe designer, Philippe Falop. So this will be the flip, <laughs> and then there'll be the Falop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's unusual. And I say they've not, they've not mentioned price, so we have no idea how expensive. But it ha- so although it hasn't shown the interior, right, it says that Wulayam has supposedly uh, opted for a cream... A cream and black upholstery with diamond stitched seats. How do you stitch some, something with diamonds? No, I think that's referring to the pattern. Um, so you can get like diamond floor mats for your car. So it's. Uh, oh, that's yeah. stupid of me. <laughs> that makes more sense. A paint to clean. I can tell you that. Yeah, right. Okay. That is. He's definitely not going to be having anything in there to eat. I was going to say, so it'd be so so uncomfy sitting on diamonds and they'll just tear (laughs) off, but it makes so much more sense now. It's like that the barber pattern type stuff, isn't it? That's it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, there goes my IQ. (laughs) He's sitting on diamonds. (laughs) So, yay or nay, Hetesh, let's say money's no object. I'm going to say this one off. Do you want it? Would you take it? You're not allowed to sell it. You'd have to keep it forever. I mean, if Mercedes came to me and said, hey, it's a one-off for you, I think you'd have to say yes, just because you wouldn't want to say no. I don't know, it's ugly. <laughs> yeah, but nobody has to see it. <laughs> but actually, maybe that's the whole point, because really, I mean, when you think about it, this this car is a massive piece of PR, isn't it, for Will I Am and Mercedes? Well, he previously did something. He Didn't he have a special edition Lexus UX? Uh so clearly he's moving uh, yes. his way up. Next yeah. time he'll be on some like a Bentley or a Ferrari. <laughs> McLaren. He's, he's moving that way. But yeah. yeah. Trading it, up. Yeah. But if it was me, I definitely would ask them to take it back if I could. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's definitely ugly enough that you wouldn't want it. Uh, 100%. And it's... it would maybe depend on the spec. Like, uh, just depend on the, the model. If it's the full fat AMG model, I'd be like, eh, maybe you know, I could get you, I could suffer through that. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Actually, that would be interesting because they've not revealed what's under the hood. So no, no, no. Have they gone electric or. Oh, no, I don't think they've gone electric. Well, maybe they but I think based on the, the four door AMG GT. Yeah. They... It, it must be, a, yeah. Yeah. So that's both of us as a nay. So I think that brings us on to story three. What's story three, Hatesh? Yeah. So story number three is that Blug Splatter is no longer a problem. Blug Splatter? Blug Splatter. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I'll go do that again. So, (laughs) Blug Splatter (laughs) is no longer a problem for our cars. But what is the drawback of this? Um, And it's a story that came out uh, this week. But we'll we'll go into it just because. So what's happened is there's a, a body out there that's decided to do a number of tests and gather data on what the population of insects doing in the UK. And unfortunately, what they've done is they've collected this data over 2021. And shockingly, the data shows that 59% of bug population has been lost since 2004. And of the UK um, nation, so out of England and Wales and Scotland, um, the UK, oh, sorry, not the UK, England has seen the most significant drop with 65%, uh, and Wales had 55%, um, fewer flying like insects. You've really missed out I on did. some pun dynamite <clears throat> here. 
Oh, go for it. Um, like, uh, what's your biggest bugbear about insects on the road, James? Um, wasp are the consequences for a drop in bugs. <laughs> um, yeah. They've been really sluggish in getting the results out. Um, oh, no. They're thinking of black snailing people to improve their ways. <laughs> so many awful puns. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm not to... finished yet. No, 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 no. Uh, I've just one. got one more to worm in. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. But sorry, yes. You but yeah, so there's been a massive drop in insect numbers across the UK. I guess the only country really keeping that figure from being as bad as it possibly could be is Scotland because they've only witnessed a 28% drop. Um, which, you know, still is quite significant. But considering that the in England we've seen 65 and Wales is 55, it's 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 pretty awful. I I would say... I know my questions for this, the data they gathered, because by the, from what I can tell, it works. Uh, you, you basically you sign up to this scheme and they send you something to put on the front of your number plate, don't you? And you take a photo and then yeah. they use that, basically, because the, the bugs that your number plate's killed that's right yeah um i would for some kind of control measure would want to know whether the insect population's like not on the road so say if you went 10 meters away from the road 20 meters 100 meters away is it just localized to roads which roads have they tested are they just the major roads they've tested or are they testing all roads like what kind yeah. of coverage have they got basically um, but they won't really know because they don't know where people have driven. Yeah, um, you know what? You, you just mentioned something, and it's it's just triggered an idea in my head. I think they've completely cocked up this test. Why? So thinking about it, there's been major advancements in terms of cars since 2004, where maybe the cars were a bit blockier, and... Nowadays, cars are definitely <laughs> more streamlined. Are you going to tell me that a car flying along at 60 is now streamlined enough for a, a little <laughs> delicate bloke, bug to <laughs> float on by and continue living its life? No, maybe they do still get hit, but do you just do a better job of being deflected off rather than getting stuck to your car? I, I think that's, that is in, incredibly unlikely. I really hope so because this. I, I initially read the story and I was like, "Oh, this is all bad news." Because they were talking about how, you know, all the, this loss of life is and the loss of life in terms of the bug population. Yeah. Um, how it's going to have a tre- detrimental effect on um, the ecosystem and so on. And and actually, there was a, uh, an extract from uh, the director of conversation. Of uh, Kent Wildlife Trust, the, uh, the director Paul. of conversation, <laughs> wildlife conservation. <laughs> <laughs> What's your job? Uh, yeah, basically, if you, do you ever need to have a, a conversation with someone? Get me there. I'll give you a couple of pointers. Start with hello, end with goodbye. That kind of stuff. I'm definitely not going to become the director of conversation at this point. Tasha's <laughs> no, mind is melting. It really is. But um, so Paul Hadaway. Um, who is so the director of wildlife conservation? That's a good surname, isn't it? That's yeah. a good surname, <laughs> Mr. Hadaway. Yeah, uh, very fitting for his role. Uh, yeah. But what he reckons is that the results from the Bugs Matter study should shock and concern us all. We are all seeing declines in insects, which reflect the enormous threats and loss of wildlife more broadly across the country. 
And in summary, because there was a bit more to it, but in summary, what he said is that the declines are happening at an alarming rate um, and that we really should be doing more to help avert a, a, a huge disaster coming up. And the best way is to really try and sort of save wildlife. Um, and th- there's a few solutions that have been sort of put forward because we can't really do much in terms of getting rid of cars or whatnot. Uh, but whatnot. they were talking. We can definitely whatnot. get rid of a whatnot. Just pick up your whatnots and throw them in the bin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's not get rid of the cars yet. <laughs> um, but there was talks about having wildlife corridors, and I'm pretty sure I've seen these in some areas. Um, a wildlife corridor. Yeah. So the idea, I I don't know if this is the UK or where I've seen it, uh, but the idea is because, so it, it's probably it's more beneficial for larger animals i wouldn't say it's definitely not for your insects but wildlife corridors are generally used for like uh wildlife that's a bit bigger so your let's say deer or maybe badgers those sorts of things that mm-hmm. generally become roadkill and the idea is that there will be stretches of the road where either they'll create sort of tunnels uh, for let's say bur- uh, rabbits or whatnot to be able to cross safely no, but i've thrown out my whatnots <laughs> you have. <laughs> they're not going to use these head tests. They're in landfill. <laughs> they are. <laughs> but there's a few solutions such as those that will be used to help create corridors, which is like a safe passageway for wildlife to get across. Yeah. But it oh, definitely okay. doesn't help the bugs situation. No, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because if their findings are accurate, to whatever degree, that the bug, bug, popula- bug population is declining, I would agree that that is an issue. Uh yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be 100%. But I'm, so I'm going to be sceptical of this story and say our cars are more aerodynamic and so that's what's, you know, skewing. But there the are more cars on the road. But they're only... Mm, yes, but then they would have only taken... Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, you've got more bugs being killed because of the number of cars as opposed to how many are collected on this study. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think maybe they need to find a better way of conducting this study rather than sticking sticky tape on the front of cars and then hoping to catch bugs. Yeah, I think the... I don't know, maybe it should be... It's a tough one. I don't I don't really see how they how they help help with this. I mean, it's stuff like if the corridors do work, then, then yeah, go for that. I mean, because I've never... I've still never seen a badger that's alive. I've only ever seen them dead oh, on the, side of the road. Never oh, seen them. You, you should you should visit my house at some point because uh, every other night there's a badger on my drive. <laughs> really? He's huge. What? Um, yeah, honestly, I'm I mean, I'll see you in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's scary <laughs> because I'm not entirely sure whether I should be scared of badgers and because it turns up on my drive every so uh, now and then. Um, my worry is I'm going to step out of my house not knowing it's there. I'm accidentally going to corner him and he's going to attack me. Oh, well, to see if it's friendly, you take out a slice of ham for badgers. Oh, they, clearly because um... I'm walking around with a bag of ham in my pocket. Yeah, I'm also I'm joking. <laughs> I just, that's, not, that's not a known thing. I was, I was hoping you'd go, oh, right, okay, yeah, I'll try that. <laughs> I'll walk out with some ham. <laughs> Good job I got my trusty ham slice. <laughs> um, okay. That's, that's a, yeah, it is a tough one. I, it is a problem, and I, but I don't really yeah would would have to be led by a bit more salute, uh, suggestions on that whether or not it's in let's say encouraging wildlife to prosper away from the roads. 
how how do you, yeah? But they've already but, got enough, you know, greenery to go to that. So well, clearly not. They're clearly they're drawn oh. to the tarmacy lifestyle. <laughs> I was going to say maybe that's what's that's what's happened. Maybe bugs have just got gotten smarter. They know that because of you know so many generations of their families have been killed due to cars. <laughs> they, they've come oh. to realize that roads are not the place to be. So. To be fair, I have heard a lot of bugs talking about the great massacres of the M42. So <laughs> exactly. So clearly, they're just evolving. <laughs> There's nothing to worry about. Yeah, well, I guess we'll we'll have to monitor that see if it comes up again because at the moment the, all the news is is that they're 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 on the down. It's We're all doom and gloom. Yeah. yeah. So, well, let's move on to another doom and gloom story, which um, is about insurance costs, which we both we both love an insurance cost story. Do, yeah. Uh, so this story is actually it was actually reported by Autocar, so it, and it's about the inflated road repair costs that could be hiking up our car insurance prices. So the allegation is mostly leveled at something called green claims, which are claims made by the national highways or the, or your local authority to recover the costs of repair work following an accident involving a third party, i.e. that would be us. Um, and it, it appears that there are examples of inflated road repairs, uh, which are quite common, so it's claimed, with green claims made by the National Highway. So it doesn't seem as much that it's the local authorities that are having these inflated road repair claims, it's the National Highways. Um, and they gave what they gave one example. So there's a company called CMA, which is a claims management and investigations company, which is the people which have investigated this this example and, and brought the claim down. So originally, a driver of a Mercedes E-Class, they, they, they had a, a, a charge of £440,000 levied at them to repair the highways for, the, for this crash. Okay. And following CMA's intervention, the, it was reduced, like the, the cost of the claim was reduced by £309,000. How many roads did they fix with that amount of money? No, 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 no. You get so the, the, yeah, the, as in the like the ninety-one thousand. If 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 that's what they had it reduced to. No, no, no. Well, yeah, but do you know, that, that's in. So they uh, do you not think that's crazy that the, the highways? So I, I'll actually I'll give you a bit more information first because I'm I'm I when I read this I was shocked. But so basically, long story short, in two thousand sixteen, this Mercedes E clash crashed into a bridge. Uh, mm. The highways agency employed a contractor who was Amy to do the works. So Amy then put up some temporary traffic lights, which it left in place for a couple of years until works began in 2019. Hmm. Once the work's done, Amy billed the highways agency £440,000, with the highways agency then billing the driver of the or the, the driver's insurer. Right. Um, DMA were then drafted in, and in, in part of its investigations, it, it found that £276,000 of the bill was for the traffic management scheme. Okay, um, and CMA also claimed that the highways agency had not first checked the bill to see if it was fair and reasonable. And just, but it just, and I, I think the it was reviewed then by government, uh, a, a legal team within the government to make basically to see CMA's claims, and that's how then the reduction came in. But I just find that nuts that someone that four hundred forty grand to get it reduced by three hundred nine thousand pounds. Yeah, I mean that that's a significant. Yeah, reduction. That's crackers, and that's tax. That's taxpayers. Well, I mean, it's not taxpayers' money. Is it? It's the insurers. I need to reach out money. to these lawyers. Well, I mean, have you crashed into a bridge? 
I will do. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> Just for fun. <laughs> no. no, that's a terrible plan. No, actually, yeah. But then, and, and there's one quote which I find just ridiculous so there's a guy called colin lowther who is the head of service delivery at national highways and he denied that the organization had been overcharged by amy and said it has a robust process for ensuring costs can always be accounted for said that the national highways is entrusted with billions of pounds of public money every year and we work diligently to ensure that every penny is spent appropriately so my main problem with that is, A, he's saying that they've not been overcharged, but then they've yeah. been found to have been overcharged by £309,000. So it's like, well, how can you argue that, Colin? Um, yeah. And then when he's talking about national highways and entrusted with billions of pounds of public money, that's not really what this is about. That It's about the highways agency not caring enough about us, the people who are getting fined, to just go, oh, yeah, 440 grand. yep, pass it on to the insurer, they'll pay it which is then paid by us by higher insurance premiums. It's just like, well, come on, Colin, get on board. Yeah, it's, it's, it's points out a big flaw in, I guess, the construction industry, isn't it? Where are they actually... Because how often do we hear about certain projects going on that just they end up spending way too much time and money on it? Yeah, well, I think, I think this is, is not necessarily uh, time and money. In terms, this this seems to be so. This although this is one of the, I should say it's one of the more extreme cases is the case of the bridge and stuff. But the, yeah, they they claim it, the reports of inflated prices, so people overcharging for what they're actually offering. Um, that's what this yeah. is about, and and the claims that this has been there are claims that this has been going on for a number of years. Um, but I guess maybe for a bit of context, the national highways recovered fifteen and a half million pounds in green green claims from third parties in the year up to March 2021. So we're not talking billions and billions of pounds, but hmm. it's an additional 15.5 million pounds, which us drivers, you know, as, as insurers have to pay that out, our premiums will go up because they're going to make sure that overall they can foot that bill. Yeah. Um, so, but I, yeah, I get what you're saying about projects overrunning in the construction industry, but I think this is more about them going, oh, we've supplied, we've supplied X, Let's charge them £75, where if it wasn't this type of job, they would supply the same thing for half the price. Yeah, yeah. sorry. So uh, when I meant in terms of overrunning, it's just because um, you mentioned that they charged for, I guess, uh, the road. Sorry, let me go back to it. It was oh, the, the traffic the management, management and yeah. the, the works didn't really start till you know, quite a while after. Yeah, which I find nuts as well. Yeah. Like, I get that. I mean, they've got to put to manage it but yeah really because a... they've ended up basically charging for the time that that traffic management system was in place and that's yeah. where that expense has come from but really if they had done the time in a sorry not the time the work in a timely manner that cost never would have been that high and i guess yeah. that's what leads to that big massive claim yeah um so just, yeah. it, it, I think it's interesting. It'd be, it would be interesting to find out for someone to do a review of green claims of, say, maybe the top 10 and yeah. find out. Or maybe the bottom 10 and then maybe 10 from the middle as well. You know, just, just picking up 10s <laughs> all over the place. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, but that, yeah, that made me, that story made me a bit cross, really, about people. It's kind of like robbing Peter yeah. to pay Paul. These companies, if they're overcharging people, then surely their insurance goes up yeah. as well. It's, 
but um, just going back onto you know inflating insurance prices because of it, isn't the latest um, sort of rules around insurance prices that if you were to stick with the insurer that they can't give you, um, they can't put your premium up the following year? Oh, I don't know. That'd be interesting if it was. Well, as in at all or in uh, line with yeah, the, the, the idea something index. Yeah, it's it's in line with the consumer. I can't remember exactly what the word was. It's price index, isn't it? CPM. Yeah, because the idea was that consumers shouldn't be charged more for being loyal to the insurer that they're with. Um, so I'm just thinking how... So I guess this is really only going to impact the people that go out to look for new insurance quotes. But if, let's yeah. say, you've already got a good deal, um, you're happy with it, you really shouldn't have to worry because your insurance in theory, should be either the same or lower the following oh, year. That's interesting. We'll have to pick that up at the next insurance story we get to see. Um, yeah, we'll, see we'll touch on it. I, I think I looked into it a while back, but yeah, I, I will pick up back on it. Okay, cool. So, moving on, I think that's the news done. I think so. Moving into the hotly anticipated Mystery Car of the Week segment, as always, one of us has picked a car as in a specific make, model and body style that we came across during the week while dreaming slash drooling over the classifieds. We'll drip feed the other presenter five clues plus the starter hint from the beginning of the episode to see how quickly they can guess the mystery car. We invite you to play along and let us know whether you guess the car correctly and or if you beat the host, either through our Instagram or the poll associated with the pod, if you are listening on Spotify, that is. If the host guesses a car before the end of the clues, we will insert an also subtle horn over their guess, so not to spoil the game for anyone yet to identify the mystery car. Are you ready? Hatesh, I was born ready. Oh, right. So, going into our first, uh, or sorry, our initial hint is... That this car, I don't know why I didn't insert it here because I really should have. Um, this car was actually regarded as the gentleman's hot hatch of choice. Gentleman's hot hatch of choice. When you say was, I mean, you can't tell me because that's given me another clue, but I'm taking was to mean that it's no longer for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so was the gentleman's hot hatch of choice. What would a gentleman want? He wants hatch. a hot hatch. That's what he wants, James. He, he wants a hot hatch, but I'd say he probably doesn't want necessarily hugely on firm suspension. He wants a brand or a badge which people look at and think, oh, he's doing all right. Um, plenty of power, of course. If there's a power dome, even better. Um, so, I mean, I am still drawn to an Audi, uh, but so it's but it's not the RS3 or the S3s, which was my guess at the beginning of the show, wasn't it? So it's neither of those. No, it isn't. No. Okay, so that to me leaves either BMW M130i or M140i, the AMG, one of the AM, the A class AMG, or if you've gone, but you can still get. No, we can't get the M140i. This is my last guess before the next clue because I don't know. Two. I feel like you've gone through how many cars now. I'm gonna, I'm oh. gonna guess. Is it the, is it the M140i? No, it isn't. Okay, right. I'm gonna need a clue. Clue number one is that the car had a 3.2 liter V6, which produced 247 brake horsepower and 320 newton meters of torque. 
3.2 litre V6. So I'm fairly sure, I think Merck did a 3.2. 3.2. Mm -hmm. Who else do I know that did a 3.2? I could really do with knowing whether it has been discontinued or whether that was just you saying was. Um, but you can't tell me that because it's, it could be part of I feel of the, like, what? yeah. But if if you take my words as they are, you won't no, be okay. far off. It's <laughs> no longer offered. 3.2. Now, it's a hot hatch for the gentleman. Two. I will throw a spanner in the works at a moment. That's <laughs> the next clue. <laughs> okay, trying to think. What? Who else did a three point two? Oh, oh, was it an Alfa Romeo Barrera? No, it wasn't. But that's actually oh. a very interesting choice. If you ever have a, a spare moment to have a look, uh, just on YouTube at how these cars sound, they are phenomenal. The They're probably the middle. Hey, the phenomenal. Ah, it, <laughs> no, it, it was a 3.2. It was a 3.2 V6. They did. Yeah, I'm not going crazy. Um, right. Okay, but back to back to your thing. I think I'm gonna need another clue. Clue number two. Yeah, but even though that this car was regarded at the time the gentleman's sort of hot hatch, yeah. I'd say nowadays. 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 <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> nowadays. I'd definitely say it's something that's more of a not quite boy racer but you definitely wouldn't consider it as the gentleman's choice but at the time it definitely was considered so that. just to just to just to just recap my first clue was it was the gentleman's hot hatch it was choice. And my third so that was the hint my second clue which is the third information you've given me is it's not the gentleman's hot hatch of choice not anymore Right. I, I just feel like it'll just help push you the right. It's this car. It's just so. I think it's so easy to get. As clue number two, I feel like <laughs> I have to give it? this as clue number two because otherwise I'm going to run out of things to say. Three point two. Hot, what are the three point two liter hot hatchbacks? Are? Um, was it? Is it a? Was that a three point two? Yes, it was. <laughs> is that? Is that the? That is the car. <laughs> See, there aren't yeah. many options out there. No, that's not a gentleman's hot hatch, is it? Not anymore. No, definitely yeah. not. But um, I was reading through a few articles and they they referred to it as the gentleman's choice. Uh, oh, and I was like, right, maybe, maybe at the, in its heyday or when it first came out. I maybe. see the, as the, because your typical driver for that car at the time would maybe, we, hold on, we should get through the rest of the clues. So in case if people haven't got it yet. We get through those, and then we'll pick up pick up the car again at the end. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely a good idea. Uh, the next clue would have been that the car featured four wheel drive. And Interesting. I guess uh, are there many other hot hatches with four wheel drive that also had a three point two liter V six? Oh, uh, the Alfa Romeo Barrera. Did it? Or Brit Brit? I might be saying the name wrong. But yeah, yeah, three point two, three point two liter V six, and it's four wheel drive. Oh, fair it is. Right, okay, didn't know that. Well, um, every day is a school day. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, and then, so yes, yeah, so that would have made clue number three. Now, clue number four really would have kind of steered you in the right direction. Of, I was going to say that it's part of the Stellantis family of cars. Um, at this point, I'd hoping you'd sort of hone in onto Volkswagen. 
Yeah, do um, you know which company isn't part of the Stellantis family of cars? Volkswagen. Yes. <laughs> oh, in my head, I was thinking Stellantis because I don't want to say VW family of cars. They're in the VW Audi group. Oh, great. Hence the name VW Audi group. <laughs> oh, oh sorry. We've said head Stellantis head. so many times in the last few episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they're like... Uh, Vauxhall. Uh, I mean, Alfa Romeo. You know, thought that. Okay, so changing cheap. that, changing that clue to part of the Volkswagen family of cars. Okay. Um, ooh, I think I think I would. If because you said no to the A3, there aren't many other hatchbacks, are there? No. The only other isn't. hatchbacks. Yeah, I mean, what else is out there? And and to be honest, at this point, I was stuck on what would be clue number five because I felt like at this point, what else could I really sort of say about this car? Except for the year of manufacture, actually, which was uh, the car was available between 2005 and 2008. Uh, but that was really uh, it. There's not really much else I can really give anyone to no, help them that... hone in on the car. Yeah, apart from its name, Ramsha Schmolf. Um. <laughs> a so, yeah. sport, yeah. Actually, I probably <laughs> actually should have done that. So, would you like to now reveal the car? <laughs> yes. So the car was uh, the hotly popular um, VW <laughs> Golf R32. Would you um, have one, Hetesh? You know what? I've heard so many great things about these cars, and because of it, I, I would love to try one. I've never actually got the uh, had the opportunity to try one, but. I, I could definitely see myself in one. Just, really? I wouldn't. You are, I do not, you are not a hot hatch person, I don't I'm think. I'm not a hot hatch person, to be honest, saying that, because I, I'd love to drive it because I've, I've heard so many great stories as to how there's a very good sort of driver's car and so yeah. on. And because of that reason, I'd love to try one. But in terms of owning it, I think that's a bit of a. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want it just because hot hatches really aren't my. My thing. My thing. Okay. Th- no, that, yeah. that's true. I think, yeah, you're right. I see you as, um, you just, you'd want to try it. If a mate had it, you'd be over there going, oh, and he gives the keys and then crash into a bridge and get charged 440,000 <laughs> um, pounds. They've got slicks rather than tires and we go into a wall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think they are, they are sort of cool. They are cool. They're a cool car. I'd give them that. They're pretty quick just... and there's so many around. Um, not so many of this particular model, but in terms of golfs, you see so many around. And this, well, they are 32s. No, sorry, as in, I meant in golfs in general. Ah, right. Okay. Um, sorry, there are so many golfs around. Uh, you don't really see many R32s, but when you do, they do sound great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just the whole sort of, when you talk to the owners, there's they've always got so much to tell about these cars. Yeah, and I think they do, they do, they tread that line of, like, those who know, would know those who who aren't petrol heads would would just think it's a golf i think yeah maybe that someone's put a sport exhaust on but and i I guess that's probably where that whole gentlemanly sort of view on it comes because you can get away with thinking that this is actually just a a regular golf but actually it's a hooligan it's a hooligan out and out yeah okay cool Cool. yeah that's a good one i like that i like that one Um, so how much were they how much are they um, actually, I've not checked on what current prices are, but let's Whoa! have a quick gander. Screaming slash drooling over these. 
<laughs> I looked at the model, but I was like, actually, am I going to own one? Probably not. Do I care about the price? Probably not, because I'm not going to own one. <laughs> well, I'm going to look it up now for us. I'm going to see if there are any on Auto Trader. There are hundred. Well, that is more than I thought they would be. Oh, um, that surprised me. The cheapest one. Right, I'll give you. That's, you have a quick guess. So it's a 2005 plate manual. Don't know if they're all manual. I don't think they were. Uh, I thought no. they were, but anyway, yep. No, there were automatic and manuals. Right. Um, it's done. This isn't. This is. Uh, this is the cheapest non-write-off. There's a write-off on which is slightly less, but not included now because they're harder to guess. So, 2005, 140,000 miles, manual. It has had five pre- previous owners. It, it's a five-door. Yep, five-door model. Okay. Um, lots of history. Some age-related marks. Previous See, because these these cars were actually well known for being very reliable as well, uh, okay. and the engines are supposed to be solid. So, one hundred forty thousand, two thousand five. Um, sorry, one hundred forty thousand mile size. So, yeah. I'm going to guess this will still be up for around seven thousand. No, that's not far off. It's five thousand seven hundred fifty. Oh, it was off. <laughs> no, I don't think that's. I don't think that's an acceptable. Like, it doesn't take long before you're at seven. I mean, it's quite yeah. a few in the six, six to seven mark, but then most of them are above seven grand. Like there, are, I'm looking at. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine, nine of them are under seven grand, and that's of the hundred and twenty-four cars. How much right. do you reckon the most expensive model is? Ooh, I'm uh, going to say what year? And we've had a faux pas here, actually. Oh, it's the it's the previous gen. So you've been looking at the second generation R32. Yes. Okay. Wait, which yeah, one are maybe, you looking you maybe, at? You maybe, you maybe should have. No, no. I've just pressed. I pressed the most expensive. I've gone to most expensive, and the most expensive models are the previous gen. Ah, right. Um. So we'll so we'll stick with the most expensive second generation model. Yep. It has done. 23,000 miles. It is an automatic version. It's in A32 Blue that it's quite well known for. Uh, it's five-door. Uh, how many previous owners has it had? Does not say. Yeah, would you care with that low of miles? Probably not. Well, but it depends. It's... If it's had 19 owners and only done that many miles, it's because it's been in the garage its entire life. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, Getting fixed. But yes, I see what you're saying. So how much do you reckon this one is? I'm going to guess 35,000. Well, you could almost get two, actually. It's 18 and a half. Oh. Yeah. That's actually not bad value. Yeah, the Mark 1, the most expensive Mark 1 is 30 grand. Right, okay. I thought that was a bigger cult following where we should push prices up on these, to be honest. I think they do have a bit of a following, but I think they're followed by people who probably don't have... They they tend to go for the newer ones anyway, don't they? Yeah, um, they probably don't have the fifty grand to drop on this guy because I think if if you're into this kind of car, and you've got fifty grand, you, I don't think you'd buy this car. What would you buy? I think you'd be going RS3, wouldn't you? You'd you'd make the jump up to Audi. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Or you'd buy a newer R. I think, I, I, in my opinion, most people just go for the newer R rather than the like Audi, can, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so shall we move on to our oh-so-unspecific any other business? Yes, let's move on to it. So, following on last week, we did promise that our story about Audi buying up thousands of washing machines to get the chips from them. 
Yeah. Uh, we reached out to Audi, and Audi have been unable to confirm whether or not that is true. Uh, read into that what you will. Uh, but yes, they were not able to say whether or not it, 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 it was not something that the, that the uh, media team were, had heard of. So, but then, so. Are we allowed to stir things up a bit? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to cover something up. <laughs> our source was, I'd say, fairly reliable. I don't see why they yeah. would have would have um, let that us down the garden path. So we'll just have to see, won't we? We'll have to wait and see. If there are a bunch of Audis coming out in two, three years' time, which bong every time you open the door and, <laughs> and, and don't let you in when it's on, then we'll know that they've been using the chips. Yeah. Comes on with the little jingle that my washing machine does. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any other business to mention? Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, if you want to make uh, plans for this summer, uh, you might want to make plans to visit the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Um, that's taking place between the 23rd and 26th of June this year. Biggest mistake I ever made once. It's going not the biggest to one mistake I've made. No, no. I went to <laughs> one and did not have any kind of sun cream or hat or anything because there was literally nowhere to sit <laughs> oh, <laughs> like no. there, there was nowhere to get shade and rest and it was so, it was a baking hot day uh, but yeah cool yeah. day out though and that brings us to the end of our podcast for this week if you like <laughs> what you've heard <laughs> uh, you so <laughs> we can go home <laughs> if you like what you've heard please click the notification icon to get an alert for when our next podcast is released you can also follow us on instagram where we post sneak previews new snippets and our bloopers our handle is the also witty automotive spelt spelt auto dash not that oh, I've done it after oh, so many gosh. weeks. You did. <laughs> oh no. We should explain that um the the formal introductions and sign offs are we write them down before recording the podcast and it's written down auto dash m dash o and for weeks Tetesh read the dash. Until he finally managed to crack, not reading the dash. But it looks like, with your mind <laughs> melting today, you've just brought the dashes back in. They're, they're back. <laughs> it looks like it. But uh, the correct way to spell it is auto, uh, M-O-A-N, Tiv. And that is the brand that brings you the Facts and Fury series. Alternatively, you can search for hashtag AME cars. And you will be able to find us on Instagram and all other social media platforms. 